Thanks, Nick. Thanks for leading so well. Powerful worship I felt this morning. And uh, it's a bit different to when we came, uh, I think it was back in March last year. And it was, it was blitz, snow, snowing blizzards. Anyone remember when we came? And uh, some of you made it out, so that was brilliant. Thank you for the warm welcome uh, this morning to, to myself and to my wonderful, wonderful wife, Jem. Uh, and, uh, you know, oh, Happy New Year, Champions Church. Being be, be Chinese, we get to celebrate two New Years, which is fantastic. And you guys talking about bringing some food for, um, for your, was it with the Alpha? Was it the Alpha Job Club? I could, I could bring um, some chicken's feet, Nick, if you wanted me to. Chinese delicacy. Anyone had chicken's feet uh, before? You're all thinking, oh, I'm not sure of that. <laughs> if you've got a Bible this morning... We're going to turn to Philippians chapter, uh, chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. But there's also going to be a PowerPoint uh, slide running as well. As we're going to be joining together to look at the race for life. The race for life. And uh, looking at Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14 initially. I'm just going to uh, read it and then just do a bit of a short introduction into what I'm going to share this morning, folks. So Philippians 12. Paul says this, not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but press on to make it my own. He's talking about uh, Christ's resurrection because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, he says, and sisters, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. And then he goes on to say, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, Amen. amen. Oh, can you can you go right back to the start there? Sorry, right right back to the beginning. That's great. Thanks for that. Now, many years ago, when I was a lad, I used to be able to do a bit of running, hundred meter sprints at school. Anyone want to join me now? <laughs> Keep yourself warm. And I used to represent the school at 100 metres. That's enough now because I might do myself an injury. And uh, yeah, I could do the 100 metre sprint. But when it came to the cross-country run, does anyone know what I'm talking about? The cross-country run. Some of you are familiar with it. And some of you still have nightmares about it because it was both cruel and grueling. Particularly where the school I went to in a place uh, called Northwich in Cheshire. And there was something called Robert's Bakery that we had to run past it. And it was like a Warburton's factory with the bread. Which you can, can you imagine the aroma of the bread coming out of the factory as we're trying to run this cross-country run uh, as school kids. You know, today, folks, I want to share something called the race uh, for life. And sadly, folks, I have to say it's sadly a marathon and not a sprint, the race for life as Christians. When we look at uh, Philippians and, and uh, the actual place of Philippi, just very briefly, it was a bit like a little Rome uh, in a Greek culture. And Paul uh, planted it, the Apostle Paul, and uh, there was this deep love between Paul and the people at Philippi. And you know, the book of Philippians, if you've ever read, it's only four chapters, uh, but it's a positive letter. It's a wonderful letter. The theme, the main theme is this thing of joy. But we're going to look at three things, talking about the race for life uh, in Philippians chapter three. So here we go. Number one is this, uh, put the past 
behind you. Brilliant. Put the past behind you. Thanks, Paul. So here we're going to see, if you want to just go to the next, next slide. It says here, Paul says what we just read before. Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect. We're talking about the power of Christ's resurrection. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Wonderful words by Paul. And we look at this word press uh, toward the prize. And he uses this word press uh, several times in these passages of scripture. And it just basically means this, folks, to run swiftly or to run to gain the victory. Now, we're, we're kind of getting the, uh, the allergy here of uh, Greek, the Greek athletic games, uh, which captured the imagination of the readers as they read this, what Paul is saying to the people there. You know, we, get, we talk about the Olympic Games, I think they may be due, is it this year? And that's where we, we get the whole uh, Olympic Games from, from Greece, the Grecian Games, the Olymp Olympian runners uh, in Greece. And here's the thing that we need to know, this is really important, that as they run, they were free men and not slaves. So you can't really understand that culture years ago of slaves and all that sort of stuff. But these were free men and not slaves who ran the race. You see, Paul, he was once a religious person. And you see that beginning of uh, chapter 3 of Philippians, he goes on about his Jewish pedigree. But now he's been set free in Christ Jesus. He, know, he now knows the power of his resurrection. You know how many of you know here that if you know Jesus in your life today, they set you free. Amen. We're free Amen. in Christ Amen. Jesus. Amen. Our sins have actually been forgiven as we've been singing about this morning. And we can be part of the race for life. Isn't that exciting? So we see folks, Paul as a runner. Secondly, we see Paul's realisation. As we come to verse 13, just breaking this down a bit poorly, if I want to just go to the next slide. Brothers or sisters, I do not consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and straining forward to what lies ahead. Remember the first point is put the past behind us in running the race. Interesting that Paul uses this phrase, this one thing I do. Not many things. Why does he say that? It's because he knows as, as humans we get very distracted in life. Absolutely. No, you know, just, just from the passing of time from when uh, we were married and then we, we had our beautiful daughter Chloe. And just things get busy, don't they, with all different things. And even when in retirement people say that I'm busier now than when I was working. We get distracted. But you know, Paul is talking about here about intentionally uh, forgetting the past here, about this one thing I do. And he says, uh, how, how, how many of us know that we all have a past? You know, Paul, even Paul with his pedigree, he had a past, didn't he? He used to persecute Christians, didn't he? Sometimes we can, we, we can forget that. But you know, it's like him saying, don't let, don't let the past control our present, folks, and our future of what is to come. You know, we all have regrets, don't we? Sins, wrong choices and regrets of the past. That, that song this morning about come to the altar, so powerful. Talks about leave the past behind, leave it on the altar, move forward into the future with Christ. See, friends, if you want to run the race for life and run it well every day, it can be a new adventure if we allow it to be, if we can put the past behind us. And I understand that is a process of healing. It just doesn't happen 
immediately. You know, we, we, have a, we have a dog. Any dog lovers uh, here today have just seen one or two. And um, our dog is a cockapoo, which is a mixture of a, of a poodle and a spaniel. And he's called Pluto. And he's mad as a hatter. But you know, every day is an adventure to him. Every day is just like, he's excited every day about just ordinary things of life. How many, how many have heard of the, can you just put this uh, on the slide actually? This movie, in fact I'll ask you, Char Charity of Fight, do you know, if some of you remember it, do you know who it's about, the guy, his name? No, no, but yes, you're on the right track. Yeah. Eric, Eric Liddell said, someone said Eric Liddell, well done. Now Eric Liddell, now by the way, he didn't, he didn't begin the German supermarket that's in competition with Aldi, okay? That's a different Liddell, okay, just so you know. And, um, but this, this guy, he was a Christian, wasn't he? And he ran a four minute, uh, the, the, sorry, yeah, he ran he run the, the mile in four minutes, the first person to do that. Now the, diff, the interesting thing with this guy as well is that he refused to run on a Sunday, didn't he? Just because of his, his, his uh, Christian beliefs in, in, at that time. But here's, here's the thing when you watch the movie, if you've ever watched it, he says these words. He says, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. When I watch it, that, just, that particular phrase, phrase stands out. And it's like he's saying in this context of what we're trying to say here, that life can be a great adventure in God if we allow it, or if we can put the past behind us. Amen? When I run, I feel God's pleasure. But also we have to do something in order to put the past behind us. Sometimes we've got to remove the baggage of the past. Because we all, we all come with baggage, don't we? We've got, to be, uh, we've got to be truthful about that. And you know, here's the interesting thing whenever you watch uh, runners, though, run a race on TV. There's, they actually, they never look back, do they? Particularly in a fast run, they never look back in a fast race. And this is where we get this idea where uh, Paul talks about, as I, I'm straining, he used the word strain. And it's, a, it's, it's continue the athletic metaphor. It talks about straining the muscles, a clear focus, uh, a, a complete dedication, discipline, effort, and so on. So, you know, when you get to the finishing line, they don't just kind of go across it. They, they actually strain forward to the finishing line. That's where Paul is getting this uh, context of strain. But you think, how do, I, how do I put the past behind me practically? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. I've got some, a bit of a, an illustration here. This is, I'm doing a master's degree in leadership at the moment, and I've got some of my uh, master's books here for my current essay. Uh, Nick, can you just help me with this? Can you just put this on? No worries. Thanks, pal. Well, I'll help you put it on, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's quite, that is quite heavy, that, isn't it, Nick? So imagine that I'm running a race, 100 metres or even a marathon, and I've got this heavy backpack on me. You know, it's going to be hard, isn't it? At first, it's okay. But after some point in this race, it's going to just be so heavy. It's going to weigh me down, isn't it? This bag on my back. And you know, the, 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 the illustration here, isn't it, is that we, we got, we've got baggage that we, no one else can see it, can they? But it's there. And we're trying to run this race, it's stuff of the past, whether it's hurts or different things going on in our lives. But you know, here's the great thing, that through healing, and through time and prayer and different things happening, that God wants us to remove, remove it. Thanks, thanks, Nick. 
Oh, do you know what? I feel much, I'm much lighter. Much lighter after removing that baggage of the past. But, but you know what? Sometimes I want to get it back. I want to get it back, don't I? I want to get it back, but Nick's not going to let me get it, get it back, that baggage. And sometimes we've just got to leave it behind uh, by faith. Uh, in Jesus. So here we go. So Paul is saying here, put the past behind you. Number two, as we carry on uh, this uh, race for life, is this, have 2020 vision. It's a brand new year, folks, isn't it? And looking at your Facebook page, one of your messages was called something like seeing with clarity. And you know, that's vision, isn't it? To be able to see and see with clarity is vision. A guy called Dan Sutherland, it should be on here, the quote, he says about vision. He says, vision is a picture of, God want, of what God wants to do. By the way, I'm not sure whether this is on, you know. Is it on? Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, vision is a picture of, God, of what God wants to do. What does God want to do in your life, in the life of Champions Church, uh, in Skitton and beyond? Vision, isn't it? You know, some of us will say, but you know, I'm too old or I'm too young to dream dreams. But you know, Joel in the Old Testament, he says this, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. Ladies included in that, by the way. Proverbs 29, verse 18, we know this, it says, except uh, where there is vision, where there is no vision, the people will perish. And it doesn't mean physically we will die. But we need vision to stop our lives from perishing spiritually inside. I don't know about you, but I've met people who they are actually just dead inside. They might be alive, they've got a pulse, but there's no vision. And therefore inside, they're dying inside. And it is tragic, folks. So we keep going. We think of what Paul's vision in verse 14 it says, I press, I'll keep going back. I, it's okay. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That was Paul's vision while he remained on this earth. The prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now he's repeating these words about pressing on that he came across before. And it means to run swiftly, remember. Vision. His vision was this, to complete the race for life. He wanted to finish well the race that God had set before him in that new day. Heavenward calling, uh, looking up and not down at our circumstances in our situation and comparing our life with other people's lives and so on. He kept his eye on the goal or on the prize. Amen. You know, we, we, at Clitheroe, we, we were uh, sat with a, a guy who's a pastor and uh, he went through some uh, tough stuff, you know, in the past with different things happening in his uh, health and different things, depression and so on. And, um, and, he, and he struggled through that, but now he's pastoring again. And he said, I kept going. And, you know, he says, when I know people that struggle with stuff uh, and whether they, get, whether they get through it or not, listen to this. He said, it depends on your vision. That's interesting, isn't it? What helped him through it was he had a personal vision that God was still laid in his heart despite all the things that was going through in his personal life. And it got through, and it got him through uh, tough stuff. 
2020 vision. I wonder what I wonder what God has laid on your heart, whether it's as a personal vision. We can talk about vision of Champions Church, which is great, but also what has God laid on your heart as a personal vision? This year is 2020. There's something about that, isn't there? Because we say 2020 vision anyway, don't we? So I, I just sense it's a, it's a particular specific time of vision, 2020. For me personally, I'm passionate about uh, raising the next generation of leaders, but also just developing others in who they are uh, in God. So what is your vision? Maybe, maybe you, you don't have one. Maybe you've never thought of that before. What a great opportunity for, to ask God, what, what is it that you really want me to do in my life to help other people? So we're going to keep going. From 2020 vision, Paul says this. So as we run the race for life, the last thing that he encourages to do is this one. If we want to just, uh, Paul, yeah. Can we say it, say it together? Don't give up. Don't give up. Never, never give up. I wonder when we look back at 2019. You know, it's only a month ago, 2019, isn't it? Seems a lifetime away. What's it, what's it been like for you as an individual? You know, if I, if I had the time, I'd just ask you individually, what's 2019 been like for you personally and as a family? Actually, last year for us was, 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 was a good year. Uh, we celebrated two big birthdays. My daughter was 21 and uh, I was 50. I know I don't look at folks, but it's the Chinese in me. But uh, we celebrated it as a family in, uh, in New York. And it was fantastic. Some great memories. But I know for some, though, 2019 was not a great year. Whether it was bereavement, health issues, uh, money stuff, family issues. I understand it could have been a tough year. And you're actually glad that you're out of 2019. But you know what I want to say? I've been there. We've been there as a family, as a couple. We know what it's like to go through tough stuff. Where, you, where, where you're saying, don't give up. But actually... It feels like I just want to give up. Have you ever been there like that? Ever want to give up? But here's the thing though. It's a test, isn't it? Sometimes a test of our faith as we try to run this race for life. It's a test of endurance. Anyone remember the Duracell battery adverts where they had like loads of bunnies uh, um, with drums? And the, fact, the one that lasts the longest is the one with the Duracell batteries in it. And you know, sometimes we need those Duracell batteries, don't we? God's Holy Spirit to help us along the way sometimes. As we say, don't give up. It's easy to say, isn't it? But God, God, God does have a, a remedy to help us through these times. As we're going to read in Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Next one, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, mate. In Hebrews, we're going from Philippians to Hebrews. It says, let us run with endurance. The run that is set before us. You can read it along uh, with me if you want. Look into Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, part of 1 and all of 2. There's a word in here, mentions two times. Anyone pick it out? Begins with E. Endure, isn't it? Endure. Endurance. What does it mean? It means this, um, to, to suffer, 
to tolerate, uh, to have patience, and then mine is to keep going, to keep going. What's the alternative? <laughs> what is the alternative to keep going really anyway? But endurance, it produces something inside of us, doesn't it? It produces perseverance, it produces courage, and it produces resilience. Something that we don't seem to have a lot of at the moment in our current society, resilience. Because not a word is it that we hear a lot today and some give up just too easily, whether it's a Christian context or not Christian context. Our daughter, as I mentioned, she's 21, Chloe, and we're so proud of her. She's doing um, uh, studying pharmacy, which is a five-year course, and it's not local to where we live. It's down in the heart of London. And uh, so we, we, we're just so blessed that she felt so brave to live down there on her own in London. But there are times that, that the course is so tough for her. Pharmacy, we have no idea what she's talking about when she's talking about formulas and different things. And sometimes she gets homesick, which is understandable. But we know, we, we know that something is birthing inside of her for the future. It's called resilience, isn't it? Resilience. When she wants to give up, there's going to be that resilience as she carries on. And she's near the finishing line of uh, completing the course. She's on, in her fourth year at the moment. But you know, through the tough times as well, I want to encourage you, don't give up, folks. Why? Because we've read it. Because Jesus endured the cross. He endured it for you and endured it for me. He endured it for the nations. And also, so we come to a close as we think about running the race uh, for life. You know, we actually, we're not running it on our own. Sometimes we feel like we're on our own, don't we? Particularly when we're going through certain things. Oh, no one will understand what I'm going through. But actually... We run it together. We run it together, folks. It's not like a race that you see uh, in athletics where they're running against one another, aren't they? It says in Hebrews, he, uh, actually, just flick it on again, Paul. I think it's a bit more of it. Yeah. So verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. This part, a great cloud of witnesses. In Hebrews 11, it talks about the heroes of faith and heroines of faith. These are all the people, folks, that have gone before us of, of the race for life in their time, in their generation, who are with us. They're cheering us on. You see, you see this picture here? You see the, the people sat on, on the sidelines, isn't that? Cheering this guy on, cheering these runners. We may not see it, but we have this cloud of witnesses helping us along the way. So we're not in this race on our own. It's those saints who've run before us are with us too. Oh, it was some time ago. It's a long time ago. And uh, I, I ran, it's called something called the Bucket and Spade Cycle Race. Not ran it, but cycled it. It was part of um, Southport Community Church, which is Assemblies of God Church. And um, it was basically going from, let's see, Southport to Blackpool and Blackpool and Southport back if you wanted to do that. And, you know, as soon as I set off on this cycle run, I practiced and trained. And uh, as soon as I set off, my foot went. I've got a bit of a dodgy foot and it just went on me on, on that particular morning. And I thought, I've got to carry on. I'm sponsoring for a charity organisation. Don't want to let people down. So I carried on 
And as soon as they got out of the church, and we're on to the, uh, if you've ever been to Southport, there's like on the seafront, there's a roundabout as I get, about six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And as I get to this roundabout, this van is not expecting anything to, to be on his right hand side. He just didn't look, carried on, and I nearly smashed into this uh, truck, this van. Then I had a flat tire halfway through uh, the cycle ride. And yeah, as I, was, as I was nearing the finishing line as we get to Blackpool and the rain is just pelting, pelting down over our eyes, it was like, I just feel like giving up now. Legs are tired. But what kept me going was now I'm doing this for other people, but also because I wasn't on my own. There were other people uh, with me, running alongside one another, encouraging one another. We're nearly there, come on, come on. And also having people at the end of the finishing line, Chloe and Jen, and other people uh, of other families were waiting, cheering us on to get to that finishing line. And that's the good thing about running the race for life together, isn't it? Because you'll have certain people, uh, certain friendships where they have your back. It's good to know that, isn't it? There are certain people who have your back. As we're nearly winding down, 2 Timothy 4.7 it says this, these are Paul's words, he says this, listen, he says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. Amen. So in other words, so don't give up, friends, don't give up. I'm, I'm going to close on a, a DVD clip, because you've all been so good, we're going to watch a movie, okay? <laughs> Not all of it, but if you want to just, well, you, there you go, does anyone recognise this movie? All the guys on what it's taken from. Come on, what is it from? Cool Runnings. Cool, cool Runnings. One of my favourite movies. Such an inspirational movie. And it's a true movie, isn't it? For those of you who know about it. It's a, it was the first, get this, Jamaican bobsled team. Think about that. Jamaica and snow. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Maybe Jamaica and hot weather. 1988 is when this happened. It's the first Jamaican bobsled team and they qualified in the Calgary Winter Olympics. We talk about vision. People thought they were nuts. But they believed in the vision and he carried it through. Okay, we're gonna see though. This is the end bit, folks. It's only two minutes. This is the end bit. They're getting to the finishing line, okay? of the particular uh, run. So Paul, sound as well, hopefully. You're doing a good job. There's no sound at first, so don't worry.
fantastic, isn't it? Well, we'll shoot, I was going to say, we'll watch the rest of it over a coffee, mate. Shall we do that? And what I love about it is those that began beginning to clap, there's something poignant about that. There were people who, who were against the Jamaican bobsled team actually being in for qualifications at Cal, saying you shouldn't be here, and they began to clap. You see the, da um, the guy who opened his t-shirt and says, we love Jamaica. That was one of the uh, dad's sons again, who said, what are you doing? Didn't support him, but he's there at the finishing line. And there's a particular bit at the beginning of this clip, I think his name's Maurice, he's the captain of them all, and he said these words. So it's quite moving. <laughs> he said, I have to finish the race. I have to finish the race. And so this morning, folks, Uh, maybe you've gone through a tough time, or have been through a tough time, and you want to give up. In fact, your mind, there's a battle going on in your mind, actually, isn't there? But remember that you're not on your own. And God is saying, don't give up, I'm with you. I gave my son on the cross, so that you would carry on, and that you would end your But you're not on your own, son, daughter. There are other people with you, but sometimes we just have to look to see that and not know that we are on our own. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we think about running the race this morning and running with perseverance, endurance. We know the race for life is not easy, but we thank you that you've equipped us, gave us promises in your word, gave us people that love us around us, church communities, friends, family. And so we just pray this morning as we go out the door today, wherever is thrown at us, Lord, that we know that you are with us to run that race, race for life, so that we can say like Paul, I have fought a good fight, I have run the race and run it well. Also this morning I'd love to pray with anybody that's maybe touched somebody today over coffee, we'll just have a chat and if, uh, if you want me to, I'd love to, uh, to pray with you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. <coughs> okay, next. Cheers.